You want to find your tribe of raving fans. I'm going to help you do it. This is the Digging Deep Podcast with 316 Media, where we help you do better business. Hey everybody, this is Justin Lamb, and you're listening to episode 30 of Digging Deep, where I help business owners build better businesses. And today I'm in my car, and it's going to be a special day, because I think by the time we publish this, we'll have had 500 downloads for our podcast, and I'm super grateful that you've given me the time uh, to listen to me, either in your car, during your workout, or during work time. So I really do appreciate the time that you've taken to listen, uh, and perhaps pick up a few things from some of the guests and uh, content that I've been putting out. Today I have a little special one, and I think it's kind of relevant now more so than ever because I think a lot of people are stuck at home, and this is a really great time for you to really dig into doing uh, social media and to really start getting ahead uh, in terms of putting out social media content. And today I thought I'd share some of the ways that I create content and become prolific on multiple platforms because as you can imagine, there's so many platforms out there and Often the question is, is where do I start and how much content do I need to put out? Now, the amount of content you put out really isn't as important as the quality of content that you put out. Uh, and, you know, that being said, if you're going to do it, do it consistently. So today I'm going to share with you three to five tips about what it is that uh, I do in terms of creating content and how that gets repurposed so that you can multiply the effectiveness of a one-time deal. So let's get started. One of the first things that I really enjoy doing is creating long-form content. And, you know, that means producing, you know, in this case, a podcast. Uh, but it's the same as, you know, when I do a presentation uh, or if I'm doing coaching, uh, I like to record some of that information uh, and then be able to use that as content. And, you know, it's important because what we're trying to do is amass an audience. And in order to amass an audience, you have to find some sort of relevance, something that's going to connect and resonate with those individuals. And, I think a lot of times people just kind of get stuck trying to think of what topics they should write about or what topics they should talk about. And the real truth is, is you could talk about anything. And the first little while you're just doing trial and error. So I don't think that anybody who is just starting out the social media game should be so hung up about what type of content they're putting out there. Put things that are interesting to you uh, and things that you're deeply passionate about. And those things will start to shine. And those people who are interested are going to lend their ears to you. And so in the case of myself, I'm really interested in marketing. I'm really interested in a business. Uh, I have a deep passion of supporting individuals through their life's journey and whether that's a business uh, goal or that's a life goal. And so, you know, it's super passionate when I get talking to people and try to find nuggets, questions, things that, you know, people don't necessarily answer in, you know, day-to-day -day conversation and try to be better at listening and then, of course, posing those questions. And so for me, long-form content in my world is really my podcast is one of the biggest part. And so what do we do with the podcast and how do we make it effective? Well, podcast is a really neat medium right now because it is sort of, I would say it's sort of in its primary grade stage. It's not really like a teenager yet and it's definitely past toddlerhood. So, I mean, it's it's starting to, to pick up momentum. People are listening to podcasts. Uh, people are finding relevant information. People are in their cars more doing workouts uh, and trying to educate themselves, trying to really cram in, uh, you know, as much information in a day as they possibly can. And so podcasts are becoming really important uh, in terms of, 
you know, the way the content is being consumed. And so, you know, starting this podcast, I, I knew that, you know, audio was something that I, I enjoyed, but it was also a challenge for myself in order to uh, create content live and to hone my skills as a listener um, and to learn how to ask more relevant questions and to help improve the way that I speak. And so I'm hoping, and, and you know, I haven't really gone back to the very first podcast yet, but I'm hoping that over the last 30 podcasts, I have improved uh, immensely. And if not, oh, please excuse me. But I, I really do hope that I've improved uh, immensely over the last little while, uh, at least in the skills uh, that I was hoping to improve on. So that aside, what do I do with this podcast? Well, the podcast sits on you know Spotify. It sits on Apple iTunes. Um, and right now, it's not necessarily heavily indexed on Google and or Alexa, Echo, uh, any of the search engines and or the uh, different uh, uh, entities that that help access information. But you can be sure that that's going to come down the pipeline later. So it's better to have a bank of information, a bank of stuff uh, in advance of before it really starts to get indexed because you're going to have longevity on your side and you're going to have, uh, you know, age uh, or or uh, not necessarily longevity, but more so legacy. Uh, you've had a track record of all of this information uh, being, you know, propagated on the internet, and that's just going to help, you know, in terms of picking up, uh, you know, search rankings and, you know, content, uh, you know, because it's not as recent. Um, you'll have both, you know, current stuff as you're producing things, but you're also going to have a bank of stuff at the back end. So I really like audio. It's it's a great way to do some things, um, but uh, the podcast for me has been uh, immensely valuable. I've got to open doors, meet new people, and I think that that's been a tremendous addition to my life, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, so what I do with these podcasts is uh, I take that information and I transcribe it. Um, I use a program called Rev, uh, and you can go to it rev.com, uh, as well as using otter.ai sometimes, um, and that's a um, artificial intelligence transcription. Uh, there's uses for both. One has a human uh, transcription, which tends to be a little bit more accurate. Uh, and then the other one is, of course, artificial intelligence. And that sometimes doesn't hit the mark very well. But what that does is then it gives me a script. It gives me something that I can copy and paste or I can edit uh, to create an article that goes up on a blog that is searchable and indexable by Google. It's uh, content that, you know, if somebody just happens to, say, be interested in creating content for their website or content for their business, um, you know, might stumble across this particular podcast and, of course, a blog article that is associated with it somewhere on the Internet. And that's going to give me a better search ranking if that person finds relevant and likes it or shares it. Uh, and so that's a valuable piece. And the other things that I do with it is I take the long form and then I try to curate some you know, individual key moments uh, or lessons uh, of each podcast. And that gets used as micro content and allows me to put that on things like Instagram, TikTok, um, you know, little snippets on LinkedIn. And that is to entice viewers to be aware of my podcast so that they can listen to it uh, and or to just be another, um, another touch point, another touch point for an individual to see uh, what I'm talking about, uh, you know, learn a little bit more, be exposed to me and my brand and 
you know, at some point or another, uh, maybe one day we'll end up connecting or doing business together. And that is a real, um, a real likelihood. It's, you know, familiarity. People like to do business with people who they know, like, and trust. And if you're seeing a person who's consistently posting on a day-to-day basis and you feel comfortable and they're providing immense value in your life, the chances are when they get a chance to do business, they're going to do business with you because they have that uh, level of trust um, with, you know, what it is that you're doing. So by being passionate and by being, you know, hyper-focused on things that you like and things that you're really good at uh, will allow people who are interested and, you know, like-minded to gravitate towards you. And we understand that in marketing, not everybody is going to be your cup of tea and you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea either. So don't be too caught up about how many likes or how many people listen to it. Focus on doing the content that you like because one, when it's enjoyable, you'll continue doing it. When it becomes a chore, you stop. And that's where a lot of people, I think, die on the social media wagon is because, you know, they're trying so hard to think about what it is that they're going to be putting out on a day-to-day basis that they get paralyzed and it's no longer fun and it's no longer um, engaging for them. It, it just feels like another chore. And of course, as we all know, in our day-to-day lives, we have enough things to put on our plate. So adding it is really, you know, cumbersome uh, and really time-consuming. And if you're not enjoying it, chances are you're not going to bother to do it at all. So if you don't think that you're going to do social media consistently, then don't bother starting. Find another medium or hire or outsource. Uh, You know, any of those are better than for you to start, stop, start and stop. Um, And it's no use in just hiring any person to just post on your behalf if they're not going to do things and talk about things that you're really interested in. Because the likelihood is is they're just going to use cheap tactics and techniques uh, to try to get people to engage and, you know, be, uh, you know, increase your like and follow count. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're getting quality engagement. And so you could end up actually shooting yourself in the foot by having too many people who like your page who never engage in it. And of course, your engagement rate gets lower and you don't really get any traction because at the end of the day, who are you really selling? You're not selling the whole world unless you're a product that gets, you know, delivered all over the globe. But if you're a service uh, company um, or you're a local business that, you know, is enabled to service worldwide, then your audience is really quite local. So focus on the people that you really wanted to serve and provide value to them in any way, shape or form that you can and do it consistently. And if you need to outsource that, you know, find an agency who is going to be on your side, who really takes that time to understand and learn, you know, what it is that your company stands for and, you know, all the brand values and then be able to take that and then resonate with your audience by writing and curating the information that, you know, your company is putting out uh, to be directed to the audience that you're serving. And so, when we're doing all this content, you know, what we're really doing is, is we're trying to generate reach. Um, and not everything is going to resonate. Not everything is going to ever be viral. And sometimes you might have hundreds of posts uh, go by before you get something that really resonates with an individual uh, and it starts to get shared. And I always tell people that you're just one post away from being a, you know, YouTube or Instagram star. Uh, and, you know, the saying is true because we just never know what is going to resonate with an audience. And so by putting out content and continually to work on value, 
uh, added information to people is what's going to ultimately give you the highest rate of it becoming viral and becoming important for an individual to perhaps listen and, you know, um, share that with another person. So I kind of digressed a little bit. Hopefully it's not too convoluted, but I'm going to circle back to, you know, what do we do with this audio and podcast? So, you know, I mentioned that we put it on a blog. Um, you know, we, we take that script, uh, you know, we use that as the subtitling for our videos before we put them up. And the reason why we do that is because over 80% of the people who watch videos on YouTube or Instagram watch it in silence. And if you don't have subtitles, they're not really going to know what they're talking about. So we use all the scripts that we have transcribed uh, to put it and burn it into the video so that when they're watching, they can read along with it. So depending on how accurate uh, your transcription is uh, and, and how vital that information is, you know, you can kind of weigh how much you need to edit, um, you know, and, and correct it before you post it. Now there's perfect, which is often very time consuming. And then there's social media perfect. And the difference is this, is when you're presenting something as a final end piece to a client, um, you know, whether, uh, you know, if it's something that is going to be shown to, you know, thousands of important stakeholders and that it is vitally important that you have it hundred percent correct, then yes, you, you might want to spend the extra time or money to get things properly transcribed, um, so that, you know, it's completely readable, but social media is a really quick, it's, it's so fast and today's news is gone in a heartbeat and, you know, nobody cares what happens, you know, two to three weeks later. So social media perfect means that it's good enough to get by, to convey the point, um, to get a person to stop and think about, you know, what it is that you're trying to present. And it may not necessarily be a hundred percent, you know, uh, you know, spelling error free or grammatically error free. Um, and that's okay because we understand that people's attention span are really low. So, you know, if you're going to get, you know, 10 to 15 seconds, um, you know, of a person reading, you just want it to be good enough that the person is going to unmute it and listen, uh, because you know, that is ultimately hopefully going to provide more value. Um, if you're writing a blog article uh, with this transcript, then you might want to curate it a little bit more so that, you know, it flows properly because people, you know, obviously when they're reading it, uh, aren't listening to the podcast at the same time. So, you know, you want to make sure that you fix all those spelling errors. You want to take out the ums and the ands and all the little bits and pieces that, you know, we do add to our dialogue when we're talking that we may not necessarily need, but they're just kind of space fillers. Once you have all of those pieces in the long form, then we cut out short bits and pieces, things that are, you know, think are gonna be interesting and resonate with the audience. And depending on the platform, you kind of want to stick to anywhere between 30 seconds to like maybe a minute and a half, two minutes, and nothing much longer than that. Because again, ten attention spans are short and you need to make sure that you get right to the point and deliver the goods because the person's not gonna be uh, willing to watch a five minute video if the first 20 seconds isn't interesting. So you really want to make sure that you are putting out good content um, and trying to find the best ways to entice an individual to get value out of it, of whatever it is that you're putting out there. 
So now we talked about long form and we talked about creating short form. What else do we do with it? Well, the other things that you can do with a podcast specifically and or a video like a presentation is you can create quote decks. And that means that you're pulling out things that uh, are interesting, said by yourself, said by others, um, and using that and referencing, again, you're referencing either your website or your podcast or your YouTube video, whatever that long piece might be. And the idea is, is that you're perpetually trying to get people to engage and stay in your ecosystem as long as possible. You want to build that trust and relationship with those individuals. And that's what it is. You know, by having all these little touch points, uh, you have a higher chance of reaching people more often than not. Now, the big question is, as everybody asks is, you know, what platform should I be on? Now, you don't have to be on every platform, but there is an advantage to being on multiple platforms. So I'm going to talk a little bit about being on which platform first. The platform that you ultimately choose um, to start with is one that, one, you'll feel comfortable doing things on consistently. So if you are, you know, a local business and a lot of word of mouth, Facebook is a great place to start. If you're a B2B person and, you know, you need to reach people who are in that business world, who are in C-suite positions, management positions, um, you know, people who are all about business, then LinkedIn might be a better opportunity for you. If you try to target a younger demographic, you know, something that is uh, somebody who is, you know, more hip and trendy, you might want to figure out what the latest, um, you know, legacy, you know, social media platform is. And, and at this time of recording, you know, TikTok is the hottest one. Um, although Instagram is still quite an icon and, you know, quickly adapting and, you know, adding different services that mimic uh, currently uh, popular platforms like Snapchat and or TikTok. So it's best to take a look at what's current and, you know, what's relevant if you're going to uh, look to do and if you're looking to engage in a younger audience and you know these platforms change all the time Um, you know what could be here today could be gone tomorrow and so you know if you're putting all of your eggs in one basket if that particular platform decides to go belly up then you've lost all of your content and so that's why I think it's important that you have it on multiple platforms and of course that means that, you know, if you're posting, you know, one thing on Facebook and you, you should post uh, something similar on LinkedIn um, or things that are related, but don't just copy and paste everything. Try to build for each individual platform. You know, sometimes it's the layout, the way that you speak, the captions that you put on it, you know, the text that you put underneath, you know, each, each platform has a different style of audience. And if you're just copy and pasting and you try to do one post for everything, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot because the people who are, you know, likely cruising on Facebook, the mentality at the moment that they're coming across your post is different than somebody who is on LinkedIn looking to make a connection, looking to network, um, looking for business articles. You know, they have a different mindset. They have a different tonality to it. Uh, And so it's really important that you try to curate for each individual platform. And that's where a person uh, who helps you manage those social media platform is important. 
So like our team, we're able to help you on multiple platforms. We're able to take long form content and be able to curate it for, you know, different platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. Um, because we spend a lot of time on all of these platforms, exploring them, understanding them, uh, you know, trying to understand the nuances of each one and the, the type of people who, you know, get propagated, you know, as as a platform matures, the demographic changes. You know, Instagram at one point was really young and hip, and eventually, you know, the the thirty year olds and the forty year olds and the fifty year olds started joining Instagram, uh, and you know, so the younger people don't want to be there with everybody else. It's just the way Facebook was, uh, and so then they moved on to TikTok, and now they're on TikTok, and. You know, of course, you know, over time, you're going to see older people getting onto TikTok and then they're going to go on to the next one and the next one and, and so on and so forth. And it just perpetuates the cycle. So while there are going to be, you know, major uh, players in the game who are iconic and who are likely here to stay for a fairly long term, um, you know, don't discount the younger platforms because uh, there's advantages to uh, being on both. And the other thing that we talk about is um, when we're putting out that content uh, is to ensure that you know you're speaking to the correct audience at the at at the time you know that you're producing this. So if it's for a younger audience and you're talking about business, you know don't talk about old school things. Talk about you know things that are trendy. Um, you know be relevant and you know be thought provoking and be snappy and and more upbeat because that's going to resonate with a younger audience. Um, you know and different if you're going to you know approach a business audience. You know where you need to be probably a little bit more uh, reserved, uh, a little bit more control, a little bit more affluent. So I think once you have those pieces in place, um, you know, and you have the, the, the different quote decks and, you know, with those you can, you can leverage like single pictures with that quote and then you can write some interesting articles underneath those. Um, you can write uh, you can use those as thumbnail images and then write a blog article against a particular quote. And so maybe on my podcast, I come across a question that was really great. And, you know, rather than trying to dive into and and break up the flow of the podcast uh, by trying to dive in super deep, I might choose to take that question or expand on that as a separate blog article. And it allows me to input my IP. And And this is sort of important because I think in a podcast situation, my job as a host is really to let my guests shine. It's not for really to have me shine. It's for them to share their knowledge and for me to learn and listen and ask great questions. And, you know, although there'll be small nuggets that kind of come out, you know, my job is really to host a great podcast and, you know, make that relevant for the listener. Afterwards, you know, if they've touched on a topic that I'm passionate about, I can use that quote and then I could write an article against it or for it. And it'll allow me to insert my IP in a way that is my own. And I don't have to try to be, you know, super intelligent on my podcast or try to be, you know, more uh, prominent than my guest because ideally, um, if you're if you're going to get to that point where you're interrupting everybody all the time and you're trying to show everybody that you're smarter, uh, unless you're really got 
very good clout and reputation, uh, that stuff runs thin and people will stop tuning in because they think of you as an arrogant prick. Um, so don't do that. You know, spend the time to add your IP after the fact, uh, but don't do that while you are, um, you know, in your podcast and, you know, letting your, your, your guests shine. Uh, at the end of all of that, you know, um, one long piece of content could really be a whole month's worth of micro content on multiple platforms. And this is powerful because, you know, as we're really busy on our day-to-day lives, uh, being able to do block recordings is super important um, because it allows us to focus our attention, you know, do a couple of recordings back to back, and then be able to take that content and have a whole month's worth of uh, things that you can post on different platforms. So I hope that you find this interesting and I hope that, you know, you find some value in it. If you want to go into the more specifics, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I'm more than happy to talk shop and uh, share some knowledge with you. Uh, and if you're looking for somebody to help you manage or get you started, you know, feel free to reach out. You know, we're here to support you. Um, you know, me and my team are really enthusiastic about having people uh, get onto the uh, social media train uh, because we find such tremendous value in it. Uh, and, you know, it's such a great way to, you know, warm up an audience that you might not necessarily get a chance to meet on a day-to-day basis. So if you found this interesting and you found value in it, I would love nothing more than for you to follow, subscribe, or share this podcast with somebody else, because I'm hoping that this will touch somebody who really needs uh, that information uh, at that particular moment in time. And if it means that I get to help an individual along their journey, that's great. If you're looking for somebody to help you manage that, we can help you here at 360, um, where, you know, we we put our money where our mouth is. We do it for ourselves. Um, and, you know, we're testing things all the time so that we can bring that knowledge to you and your business. So, you know, we would be happy to help you uh, in, in that regard if you're looking to have somebody uh, create and so and manage your social media and online presence. Uh, feel free to reach out at www.360photo.com. And uh, again, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I said, we're going to hit 500 downloads probably by the time you've reached the end of this uh, podcast. So thank you so much for listening and sharing uh, the content with your uh, family and friends. I deeply appreciate it and I hope you continue to do so. Keep tuning in where I'm going to try to find more amazing people to interview and talk about more relevant topics. So if you have something you want to talk, want me to talk about or explore, leave me a message, send connect with me on Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, Twitter. I'm everywhere. Uh, and, and that's the important part because I want to make it easy for you to connect with me. So until next time, have a great one. And I look forward to uh, chatting with you guys soon. Have a great day.